Alright, let's get rocking and or rolling. This is going to be a relatively quick one because I'm leaving for vacation in like three days and I don't have a ton of time to edit this puppy. What did I like? Honestly, most of the movie. Scream is a franchise, at least in my experience with it, combines all the elements of film that seem perfectly catered to me. There's often meta-commentary on not only the genre that the film takes place in, but on the film industry as a whole. This is particularly noticeable with this year's entry and the previous Scream, Scream 5. Both are very much reflections of their moment in time, and I think they're all the better for it. Other elements this movie has in it that I think help it excel and succeed, where other traditionally styled horror films have fallen short in recent years, is its whodunit flair. The Scream movies are famous for their revolving door of killers. You know it's one of the main cast, but you never know who. So even when you aren't outright scared or on the edge of your seat from Ghostface and his phone calls, there's an entire logic puzzle for you to try and work through before the movie ends. And in a general sense, I find the Scream movies to have their reveals work really well, particularly Scream's 1, 5, and now 6. The baseline for a good twist, in my mind, is this. Does it shift your perspective on the events that took place before it? Does it reward a rewatch? Are you able to experience events you've already seen, but now with new knowledge of why things play out the way that they do? I found this to be entirely true. What I thought were potential missteps in Scream 6, maybe even shortcomings that could have been caused by rush writing and forced demands of the film's plot, turn out to be things that are perfectly fitting once you know who the killers are. Certain aspects that didn't sit right in the moment turn out to have a perfectly logical explanation. A character's behavior in a particular scene wasn't a mistake, it was intentional, and perhaps even a clue for you. The other rule I try to abide by when solving whodunits is... Is the mystery solvable? Can a reasonable viewer have cracked the case before the movie pulls back the curtain? Again, I found this to be true, another point in Scream 6's favor. Overall, just a fun mystery that rewards an attentive viewer. It's great seeing the accusations fly the first time around, and rewarding to recognize the gears turning in hindsight once you've got the full reveal. Scream 6 also strikes a great balance with its humor and its drama. Obviously, there need to be serious stakes for a horror movie, and I think we get those. The mystery of Ghostface creates a great sense of this looming threat who could come from anywhere and at any time. Ghostface is also shown to be supremely competent in this film, and it's always rewarding to see a villain who knows how to get shit done. It makes us feel like our heroes may not make it out to the other side, and that helps us get invested. Of course, Scream 6 also uses its meta-commentary as a way to hammer this point home. It reminds us that franchises don't necessarily need main characters or stars to be their tentpoles anymore. If the cancer grows big enough and for long enough, it becomes its own tentpole. This is an interesting commentary on capitalism as a whole and consumer culture, and also very intriguing to witness in real time, especially with Scream 6's lack of Neve Campbell. Also, Scream 6 felt entirely approachable. I have seen some, but not all, of the Scream films, and even with my knowledge lacking in some of the resurgent plot threads in this film, I was able to keep up and appreciate their importance to the narrative and the value to the story being told. Though Scream as a franchise is meta and more humorous than many other scary movies, this doesn't prevent it from being able to slow things down and let its characters breathe, let them have their heartfelt moments. At the end of the day, movies are about the relationships of the characters on screen, and if you don't give the audience genuine and sincere explorations of those relationships, there's little, if anything, for them to invest in. <coughs> hey man, 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 three. I'd apologize to Marvel for them catching a stray there, but honestly, they deserve it. The cast all turn in really fun performances here. Characters feel distinct and get their moments to shine, each and every one of them. No one's an idiot, and that goes a long way in getting me to connect with the horror film. Ortega and Barrera are the heart of this installment, and they turn in charismatic and believable performances of survivors coping with trauma in different ways. 
Savoy Brown and Gooding also return, this time with more screen time, or at least it feels that way, and they just have really infectious and enjoyable screen presences. I was also pleasantly surprised to find Joss Segarra in this movie. He's like a little treat for me. Lovely fellow. Enjoy him from his Arrow days, and happy to see him getting good roles and putting in some solid work. Finally, as a guy who lives in New York, I really enjoyed how it was used in this movie. The setting felt really significant, and there were several set pieces that could only happen in the city, and I think they worked really, really well on screen. The subway and bodega bits were the two true standouts to me, and I'd recommend the film for those sequences alone, honestly. However, going to have to pull some points off for the alleyway. I have lived here for almost two years now, and while I don't get out a ton, I don't think I've seen a single alleyway in the city yet. But we get those points right back for the Halloween timing. I'm actually a tremendous slut for movies set during Halloween, and this is a franchise ripe for using the aura of mystery and the masks of the holiday to its advantage. It's also incredibly fun to try and pay attention to all the horror movie character easter eggs you can catch with background extras costumes. Ready or Not, for instance, or The Babadook. Also, I now want Blackmore University merch, so if that's a thing, someone let me know where I can cop the hoodie that Chad was wearing during the movie. Overall, if I had any gripes with the film, it's that it occasionally feels like it wants to have its cake and eat it too. Main characters are, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, very durable at times. Like, the shit they're making it through is insane. I can excuse it now and then, but this was pretty close to my limit, I think. It just feels a bit more glaring when you call out, with explicit dialogue, that your characters are vulnerable in this franchise. It's, uh, eh. That and the fact that I am an old curmudgeon who despises teenagers now. The volume and sounds on display during my showing that these kids had was unfathomable. They should be tried at the hog for their war crimes. I am talking screeches that rival those of a wounded and dying parakeet. The Aztec death whistle on a microphone, even. That and throwing their food all over the theater was just too much for me to ignore, but that's worthy of its own rant review, honestly. So to wrap it up, I give Scream 6 a solid 3.5 out of 5 stars. I recommend seeing it in a theater as soon as you can to enjoy the full mystery of it all without spoilers, but don't do that if there are youths there. No clue what I'm reviewing next. I uh, missed the Oscars tonight, so probably not that. Psyched for my guys Kay and Brendan. Couldn't happen to two better dudes. Truly magnificent evening. I'm open to suggestions for anything upcoming, or maybe even something older. Who knows? Maybe you do. Tell me. So, uh, yeah. Until next time. <laughs>